visitamericanhumane.org. In Nevada, anything that goes into the storm drain goes directly to our local waterways, which can pollute Nevada's lakes and rivers. Nevada is the driest state in the nation, and we must work together to preserve our limited water resources for future generations of Nevadans. Here's some waterway wisdom so you can help do your part. Scoop your dog's poop, bag it, and discard it. Clean up yard waste and grass clippings. Wash your car at a car wash or on grass or gravel. Apply pesticides and fertilizers sparingly in your yard. Safely dispose of household chemicals. Clean up leaks and spills. And don't litter. Secure trash in bins. Keep contaminants out of our storm drains. Use waterway wisdom. And remember, only rain should go into the storm drain. Join us in preserving Nevada's waters for future generations by visiting lovenvwaters.com and following us on social media. This message funded by a grant through the Nevada Department of Transportation aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcaster Association and this station. Union Strong means bringing jobs into our valley. Union Strong means opportunities for personal growth. Union Strong is fellowship, taking care of one another on and off the job site. Our union has been working hard for the interests of working men and women for decades and will always be there for the communities we serve. Laborers Union Local 872, celebrating 85 Layuna proud years of justice, honor, and strength. Hear that sound? After you've been hurt in a wreck, that's the sound of the value of your case going down. Every second you wait to get medical treatment and to get a lawyer can greatly affect the value of your case. After you've been hurt in a wreck, stop the clock by calling Lerner and Rowe. We'll immediately get working on your case, getting you the medical treatment you need, and in most cases, with no out-of-pocket expenses, even if you don't have health insurance. Lerner and Rowe is the way to go. Call 877 Randy Westbrook, Managing Attorney. Broadcasting live from the world-famous Las Vegas Strip, this is Live and Local with Kevin Wall on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. I got some great news. Uh, Ron Johnson, a senator from, uh, where is this, Wisconsin, was on Newsmax last night and said the COVID cover-up is officially over. Uh, This is cut number five. Uh, In in fact, fact, we'll be getting to that coming up in our next hour. Um, We're going to try and squeeze in a couple of calls if we can before the top of the hour. But uh, uh, that that is great stuff, though. The fact that the COVID cover-up is apparently over. Uh, tell you what, dudes, go to clinical. Carl, Carl, you're up. What do you think of the COVID or the uh, the opioid defense? The opioids made me do it, made okay. me kill. Okay, Kevin. Um, number one, uh, when you're uh, an opioid, whether it's a mental illness, it's an addiction. And when you like alcohol, opioids, drugs, even gambling, possibility. Uh, your your mind is not working the way it should. It's extreme addict. Think of it this way to make it easy for you to understand, somebody understand. Think of a brick wall built in front of your brain, which when you're not on anything and you're not addicted to anything, it stops. You can stop doing what you're doing. You don't have to drink. You don't have to take drugs. You don't have to watch because you have a barrier to that. But when you become addicted, that was broken down. 
and you can't help it and stop it, but you have to continue. So in some ways, it is a sort of a mental illness. But as it stands now, um, opioids is not a defense. It's not a defense, but it is a mental, it is a mental disability. An addiction is a mental disability. When you can't stop doing something, you're, you're, you have a, a mental weakness there. Well, even, even, even the judge said that, that this was a, a factor in what happened in the death of these two people. Um, well, yeah, yeah I, I understand. I understand. But it's, it's, it's a certain percentage of mental problem when you're – I don't know if you know anybody who's addicted to anything or whatever they did. But the offers you an addict brick wall up and say, "No, I think I better not because it's going to hurt me." Yeah, yeah, that is where your mental problem is. There you go. There you go. You understand, Carl? Thank you, man. We we always bring uh, professional help in clinical, Carl, uh, with some uh, pro bono medical assistance here. Uh, coming up, Ron Futrell. He is uh, one of the smartest guys I know of when it comes to sports. Uh, it was great having him in studio last week, but uh, he's covering a whole bunch of stuff. we got NASCAR weekend. We've got uh, Major League weekend, Big League weekend. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. And we got college hoops. we got ev- we got everything. Stay with us. Rob Futrell joins us next on AM670 KMZQ, where news is next. Live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa Studios. From the world-famous Las Vegas Strip. AM670 KMCQ, Las Vegas. Locally owned and operated by Kemp Broadcasting and Digital Outdoor. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. Republicans putting to use an arcane tactic to stop the efforts of majority Senate Democrats. The story from correspondent Bob Agnew. The procedure known as a resolution of disapproval allows Republicans to force majority Democrats to debate and vote on issues they might rather avoid. Such a resolution cannot be kept off the Senate floor by the majority leader, nor is it subject to the filibuster, meaning a simple majority will suffice to see it passed. Last week, Republicans passed a resolution of disapproval against D.C.'s controversial new crime law, ultimately forcing President Biden to back down from his threatened veto, lest he appear soft on crime. Bob Agner reporting. Also at townhall.com, 35 protesters have been arrested in Atlanta for participating in a riot at the construction site of a new $90 million, 85-acre police and fire training facility. Correspondent Laura Winters has more. Members of a radical leftist group called Forest Defender attacked police officers and the Atlanta training facility construction site again. After a rally, protesters shot fireworks at officers and threw rocks, bricks and sticks. Construction equipment set on fire. Orange flames and plumes of smoke rising over the site, which they call Cop City. Anti-police activists are trying to stop it from being built. Laura Winters, Atlanta. FBI and now Mexican officials say four U.S. citizens have been kidnapped by gunmen after crossing into Mexico. The president of Mexico says the four were buying medicine and were caught in a crossfire between two gangs. They had entered Matamoros right across from Brownsville, Texas. 
traveling in a white minivan with North Carolina license plates. More on these stories at townhall.com. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Everyone is talking about Jesus' revolution. Witness the untold origin story. Our country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. Of the last spiritual awakening in American history. This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it. Jesus' revolution, starring Jonathan Rumi and Kelsey Grammer. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Jesus' revolution, only in theaters now. Hey, Kevin Wall here. A few years ago, a friend invited me for an evening of fun at Ichabod's Lounge. Now, Ichabod's isn't in my neighborhood, and yeah, I had to drive an extra 10 minutes. Boy, am I glad I did. What I didn't know at the time was that Ichabod's had been there for over three decades and family-owned for over 20 years. It's one of the top gaming bars in Las Vegas with the best promotions and amazing monthly cash giveaways and payouts. And I love their food. Ichabod's features incredible menu items, including seafood, steaks, burgers, pastas, and five daily specials. And their kitchen is open 24 hours a day for you late-night foodies. What do I like best about Ichabod's? Their old-school Vegas atmosphere. Their bartenders and servers are super friendly. When everyone else is cutting back, Ichabod's continues to super serve its customers. And you'll love their nightly entertainment at the piano bar. You want to win? Then I'll see you at Ichabod's Vintage Vegas Dining Gaming Lounge and Piano Bar on East Flamingo at Pecos. It's 104. This is your KMCQ News Flash. I'm Jim Dallas. William Byron led for 176 of the 271 laps, including the all-important final lap as he drove past Martin Truex Jr. to lead a 1-2-3 finish for Hendrick Motorsports at the Pennzoil 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway yesterday. Lead driver and fan favorite Chase Elliott broke his leg while snowboarding on Friday in Colorado, and he's out indefinitely. The next up for NASCAR is down south in Phoenix. Congresswoman Dina Titus is taking another crack at updating an ancient tax formula involving slot machine winnings by increasing the reporting threshold. A policy adopted in 1977 requires slot operators, including casinos, to prepare a W-2G form to report the winnings of more than $1,200 to the IRS. Now, in 2020, more than 15 million W-2Gs were filed. Under Titus's proposal, the threshold would be raised to $5,000 and indexed to inflation. Titus introduced that measure back in 2022. It never came up for a vote, however. KMCQ on-time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Stop in now for a premium synthetic blend oil change for only $24.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Got a few crashes to look out for right now. Westbound Harmon at Decatur. Southbound Buffalo, that's at Badira. 
Southbound Jones at Desert Inn, that's in the early stages. And expect some slow flows on the 15 through the resort area, mainly between Flamingo and Tropicana. Now stay tuned for the best of Kevin Wall. Mr. President, it's time to get to work. Surely we both agree that the national debt is too high. Surely we both agree that inflation hurts American families. Surely we can trim waste and streamline programs to make them both stronger and more efficient. Congressional Republicans are ready to act to save our country and to make America stronger. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. Hour number two of Live and Local, uh, where the sun is out, believe it or not. After just a a, a gloomy, gloomy morning, uh, the sun broke through, and uh, it looks pretty nice out. Cold, windy, but it's it's sunny. Uh, The same probably cannot be said of uh, northern Nevada, Reno, and a place like that, uh, because uh, the 82nd Nevada legislature was closed down yesterday and Monday, uh, by snow, so snow days for members, but uh, they were working nonetheless. Uh, joining us now, Heidi Kasama, Assemblywoman District 2, and uh, she joins us. Uh, how did you spend your snow days, Heidi? Well, well. Um, good afternoon, Kevin, and I wish I had known I was going to be snowed in before I flew back up from Las Vegas. I could have stayed home, but I ended up at a home here. I rent a, a room here in Carson City, and it we were completely snowed in. I had over an inch of, I mean, over a foot of snow when I stepped out of the home this morning to make my, to walk my way to the assembly. I don't have a car here. I don't want to drive in snow. So I walked a little under a mile every day coming in and out. So I was trudging through the snow. It was cold. It was like 16 degrees. So not only is there a cold wind in the halls of the legislature, it is freezing in Carson City. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Well, you are uh, a busy member because you're a member of three different committees, the Commerce and Labor, the Growth and Infrastructure and Ways and Means. That's the taxes. Uh, And uh, uh, give me give me what you've seen through three weeks. I know we were trying to get week four underway on Monday and Tuesday. Haven't been able to do it. It looks like you're going to be able to do that maybe today. Uh, give me your sense of the first three weeks. Yes, I'm happy to give you kind of an overview on that. And so um, on the ways and means right now, we have been reviewing a lot of the budgets. We have the governor's um, executive budget. We have been hearing a lot of presentations on each budget area, um, what the funding is that they're planning for those areas. And I would say um, just this morning, we heard of um, a proposal on the funding for the education, K through 12. And it was very interesting because we had the um, different associations, the uh, state association of teachers, um, Clark County was not there presenting. I think they'll present another time. And then we had the uh, State Department of Education presenting. And so it's just interesting for for me to see the different um, questions from members um, concerned about we have a new per pupil funding program and i think it is a really good step for our state because before we could not tell where all the money was coming from 
where it was flowing to. It was convoluted, to say the least, and I think everybody agreed on that. So we had had that policy in place, our old funding formula, for I believe it was over 50 years. And so we just started it um, with this new program, which I think is good. It gives a baseline for each student, then it takes into account transportation and food costs, and then it's weighted for disabilities, uh, English second learners, uh, risk factors, and so they do a weighting. But now we can track it, so I think that is good. Um, the governor invested, you know, a massive two billion into uh, an additional two billion in his uh, budget for education and increased the per pupil funding by two thousand, which I think is just great. What the governor's done. Um, we heard that um, most people, not many of the educational people, feel it is not enough. They feel it barely keeps up with inflation. They want more. So that is going to be a big uh, tug of war, I would say, that will probably play out towards the end of the session if any additional funding will go to those areas. But um, I was glad to hear even some of my colleagues across the aisle were even saying that if we grant more funding, we must have accountability. And I was very disappointed to hear that the um, – the State Association for Teachers um, said that they do not feel that um, testing or the scores of children should be counted in for accountability. And that just drives me nuts because we live in a society where if we want to have productive, if, if we are graduating productive members of our society that want to go into the workforce, they've got to have basic sp skills. They got to be able to read. They got to be able to do math. They got to be able to put sentences together. And to say that we shouldn't have testing, you know, if we have a student um, that can't read at third grade and they can't read at sixth grade, why are we advancing them forward? It is a disservice to the student. It's a disservice to the community. And so I believe in a much stronger accountability. I certainly believe in testing and scores because that's how the world works. You know, everybody might think that that's too hard. It is just how the world works. It's how we work in our, in, in our um, work environment, our employers. You know, they continue to, to promote up those people that are successful with their skills. And so we have to teach our kids the basics, and, and I'm a big proponent of having accountability. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that plays out. I know we have different groups that are talking about bringing different proposals for accountability, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Heidi, Heidi, but but tell me this: if if not standardized testing, then what? I mean, how are we to know where our kids are? How are we to get that snapshot of how our kids are doing? Oh, exactly. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. We must have standardized testing. It's in other states. It's in other countries. To say that that is too hard and it's too hard on certain kids or too hard on on this community. Is, is, is frankly outrageous because it's just how our world works. We, we have, you know, uh, we can't make everybody feel good. We have to have strict policies. We have to have accountability. We have to have test scores. It's how you measure what, what the benchmark, what the benchmark is, and if we're getting better at it. And so we have to, um, you know, have those policies in place, and we have to help people pass the test and and train them to do it. That's why we need them, so we know where we are at at this. But um, I think it's outrageous for people not wanting to have that. And right now they've done away with, in Clark County School District, they've done away with homework assignments. You, there's no deadline. You can turn them in with when you want. I've heard kids saying, well, they're not motivated to do the homework assignment, 
and then that doesn't go towards their grading, so they skip some of them and they don't do it. Well, how does that teach you to be a successful you know, citizen in our community? So there's a lot there that I agree with that if you want to ask for funding, then you have got to straighten out this accountability because it, it is a disservice to our students. It'll be interesting to see how we, and, and, and you'll be tracking this, and because you're on with us on a regular basis, uh, I want us to zero in on this over the course of the next few weeks and next few months uh, to see how we're doing on this accountability issue because that's something that's something that we have to, have to address. It's we not have optional. To. have to. It, I agree. We have to. It is, it is just paramount, and we continue to, we have increased funding, and we see no increase in our students' tech. Test scores, and to say that that isn't a factor is—it's outrageous. I want to ask you about something that I think is really cool that you're very much a part of, and that's the proposed right to try bill, uh, which would give the terminally ill uh, uh, an opportunity at treatments that normally they would not be able to get. Uh, can you talk a little bit about this? I, I was watching this on—I I think it was Fox Five—the uh, the, the story they did on this. It's really—it's really compelling. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I was on Fox 5 News and have been featured several times regarding this bill along with, with several of my others. But on this bill, it's the right to try investigational treatment. And I did tell a, a personal story. My husband was diagnosed with uh, stage 4 cancer, his stomach, liver, and lymph nodes. And um, we went to the emergency room April of last year and tried to figure everything out. He was just weak and dizzy, and then we found out he had cancer in all these areas, stage four, and the doctor basically had told my husband, you won't make it till 4th of July, maybe Labor Day. Get your affairs in order. It's a frightening thing for a family to hear, um, but I am I'm the eternal optimist, and I will outwork anybody, and, and I just, you know, started on a mission to get him with, you know, best clinics and doctors, and what can we do, and how can we treat this, and you know, we were very fortunate. We were with the Comprehensive Cancer Centers, and they're trying progressive treatments. They're they're looking at, you know, working with your body. We've become so advanced now so that they can fine-tune drugs to work with your genetics. And so we were very fortunate to get Peter um, into that, and, and they did um, kind of personalized treatment for him or, you know, with these um, trials that aren't broad yet, uh, but they're they're gaining ground, and you know it's just a miracle. And he is cancer free today, and from somebody that God was bless to you, make it, God bless you. Just, you know, it makes me mm. <laughs> I'm all teary eyed now because it's just you know, and and why should we? We have to make sure because right now we did have a bill passed in 2015, our right to try bill then, but it was based on these broad based clinical trials. And that if you, you know, you find a consent form and we don't hold the doctor's clinics or hospitals liable because we do understand these are, are experimental, but we had to add, my bill adds where it has the specialized treatments that they're doing just for your body, for your genetics. And so it's adding an extra layer so that we can allow that treatment. So I think it's critically important. We all understand that some of these things um, will work for some people and not others and that. Um, you know, if you want to take that risk and try it, then this whole bill says if you want to take the risk, then let that person take the risk. And so I really hope to get this passed because I think it's very important. And 
um, you know, it's just made a huge story in my family's life, which I'm very grateful for. I am so happy for you and for Peter, and uh, we'll talk more about this, uh, I'm sure, as we go along. We're going to talk more about doctors and how we uh, not just recruit but retain doctors here in Nevada. Uh, that is a bill that that is up uh, uh, for debate in the uh, uh, state assembly. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up on AM 670 KMZQ. When the whole world seems to be in a state of confusion, Andy Vieira and Mark Thomas help you sort it out. Join the club weekday morning, 6 to 9 on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. Back by popular demand, the showroom at South Point presents Human Nature. Back to the sound of Motown. March 7th to the 9th. Tickets to the box office online at southpointcasino.com or charged by phone 702-797-8055. An amazing evening. And tickets are going fast. So get yours now. Human Nature at the South Point. Hey friends, it's Patrick Casal, the Multicare Group. With the difficulty in finding quality employees to ensure your business thrives, I have a solution for you. Offer employee benefits. Benefits are 100% tax deductible to the employer, income tax-free to the employees and dependents, can be used nationally, and are far more robust than any other individual plan being offered. The Multicare Group can help you obtain affordable quality health benefits. We have access to association health plans that offer multiple options, attractive rates for you and your employees, with national access and the finest hospitals and physicians in United United States. Call the Multicare Group today for your no-obligation quote, 702-396-9449. We have access to all the carriers that offer health insurance, dental coverage, vision care, group life and disability insurance. Allow our relationships to guarantee you the most competitive rates. The Multicare Group can provide you with all these services, plus we can offer payroll services at the most competitive rates, along with the best workers' compensation programs available in the country. Call Patrick Casal of the Multicare Group today, 702-396-9449. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. 
There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veterans guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. It's all about Las Vegas. Live and local with Kevin Wall. Now, weekday afternoons, noon to 3 on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. Joining us from snowy Carson City, Heidi Kasama, Assemblywoman District 2. Uh, we've talked about her right to try bill, which I think is absolutely wonderful. Um, uh, I, I was also watching Fox 5 a week ago, maybe it was 10 days ago, a week ago, uh, featuring a story on Heidi's proposed Doctors for Nevada bill. Um, can you explain what this uh, is and, and how it would help uh, keep doctor talent here in the state of Nevada? Absolutely. Um, you know, right now we are ranking 48th with uh, health care providers for the population. So, you know, as I've said before, it doesn't even matter if you have health insurance. I don't know about you guys. If you've tried to get into a doctor lately, it is so hard. It's two, three months out. And for some of us, it's critical. We need to get in. We can't wait that long. And so we do not have enough health care providers. And, you know, I'm so grateful the UNLB School of Medicine got accredited, um, you know, just recently over a year ago. And so that allows them to establish the residency programs. And we have some at Turo University. And we're growing. 